0: we're back. Poppy made a, Poppy made a a cocktail. It's going to bring me back to life. It's going to get me straight again. All right. So let's move on to the ladies and we're going to start in the 47 kilo class. No major surprises in terms of the victor, but there is a storyline here in terms of powerlifting, a record that lasts for uh, even if unofficial records. Okay. That lasts for six months is a big deal this day and age with how quickly people are moving forward. Um, We've seen that it wasn't long ago. 800 kilo was a total that Brett Gibbs was chasing in the 83s in the open. Now juniors in the 74 hitting it. But one record that stood since 2015 was the total record in uh, the 47 kilo class. And it was held
1: by Arian Chen Wei Ling
0: from Chinese Taipei. And um, that lady, if you're not familiar, one of the greatest sports, strength sports athletes of all time, a gold medalist in the Olympics for Olympic weightlifting, um, a gold medalist in classic and in equipment and a world games champion, one of the greatest sports athletes of all time. And Heather Connor took her, unofficially took it because this isn't a world championship competition, but that's the record that she out-totaled. So there's a history to it. Six years, 2015, which in powerlifting talk, it's like dog years. That's massive. And um, so even though Heather was lifting somewhat unopposed in terms of anyone threatening her, it was historic. And she got a 408 kilo total only missing her. Well, no, she missed her third bench story, but missing that 200 kilo dead. I know that meant a lot to her. So got the one total that she's looking for. She wanted that 200 kilo deadlift in the 47 kilo class. She had mentioned that before, but I think she would have been the lightest woman to have pulled 200 kilo, at least that she was hoping, Um, but not for today, but she still made history. Um, What do you got to say about fellows, Bill?
2: Yeah, I mean, she went out there and put her best total out she's ever done. yeah, it's pretty badass. I mean, she weighed 45 kilos again, so she's, you know, she doesn't have to cut weight to make the 47-kilo class, which is crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, uh, Demetria ended up coming in second place. Um, I'm sorry, who was the uh, – Tiffany came
0: in Tiffany. Tiffany, sorry.
2: Tiffany ended up in third place. And then uh, my friend Leah Goldring, who was kind of the favorite for second place, she ended up having a quad injury. Uh, a couple of weeks before the meet. So she ended up taking kind of a token squat, ended up in fifth place. Um, but uh, and, but also Demetria blasted the uh, bench record too. So the bench record was standing at 85.5 and she hit ended up at 90 kilos on that thing. So that's crazy for some, you know, almost a double body weight bench for a <laughs> yeah. female is insane. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it was... Um, I mean, she came in,
0: even though she missed, I mean, she went one, two, three, four, five for nine. So she she only got one deadlift in, missed the third squat, missed her second bench. And that's when she was going for the record there. Uh, sorry, what did you say the previous record was? 85.5. So, and this is where, looking at the bench, so she opened up with 85, which is half a kilo below the, the right. record. Jumped five kilo, didn't take a chip, jumped five kilo, missed. And then redid the 90. So it was a, pr- a
2: bit of an all-in. So she's also d- done meets where she's tied the American record and not chipped it before. Uh, yeah. And she, gone to like 87 and a half on their next one or 90 on their next one and missed it. Um, so I think it's just, I don't know who her coach is or they just, I guess, look. don't understand the whole chipping process. Are you handling
0: her? You You're <laughs> i joke the guy's literally one of the best handlers in the world <laughs> you,
1: you never know what those meets because you know before covid it was you have to hit at the state championship or above you can't hit at any local meet and then during the pandemic where they allow the allowance you have to make sure you had the referees there and stuff like that so maybe at that meet there was they didn't have their national referees and she couldn't break it anyway so just looking on paper we don't know what was going on um, the other interesting thing about that that class was the uh, Katerina Gindanova. She opened at 86, so she right. was trying to open with the chip. I watched her warm up too I, I'm pretty sure it was 82 and a half. Her last warm up in the warm up room, no issues. I didn't get to see the actual benches on the, on the platform to see what the issue was with 86. She ended up missing it three times and bombing out, unfortunately. Um, but it was interesting battle how. Yeah, she was opening up with the record. Dimitri was opening up just underneath the record, and then Leah was By opening up with yeah, and Leah was opening up with eighty, hoping to like you know get to the record. So a few ladies bowing it out.
2: I did yeah. hear that. Um, I'm sorry. Um, what was her name? It was a Katarina. Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. So. Katarina. Um, she originally had eighty five as their opener, and actually bumped it up to eighty six at the last minute, um, and then she missed it three times. So it doesn't matter. But uh, it's just what I heard. It, the thing is, like, I, I don't know. You got to be real
0: confident to do something. Like, obviously, it ended up not working out, but <laughs> you know, it's just, it seems a little bit gutsy of a move here. I mean, I, in yeah. terms of an approach, it didn't pay off. Yeah. Now, she, I mean, it is what it is. It, and it's, it is obviously with uh, Demetria, she actually, again, she jumped well over. So she was a chip underneath the record with her opener. And so didn't open up just at like 86 and I don't know the lot number. So maybe she couldn't have, but then she went five kilo over, but then she didn't take a chip either. Ended up being a moot point because she was so far ahead of anybody who might try to take her silver medal. It wouldn't have mattered, but you don't know that until the game totally plays out. Cause like we said previously, we never really knew that she was going to be silver. We knew she was in the hunt for it, but it could have been, I mean, you know, it's, I don't know. It wasn't exactly playing out how you think it might at the national level. But um, yeah, it's a shame that Leah was injured. Uh, she obviously, if, I mean, even though the injury was a lower body injury, it's going to affect your bench press, especially when you're affecting your leg drive. So you're going to do what you can do. But I do appreciate the fact that even though she knew she was injured, she still showed up and she still she still went for it. She's like, look at if it's not going to be the day I want, but maybe the record's still there. If I could just piece it together, maybe some adrenaline and I get inspired and she went for it. What else are you going to do, man? You could pull out or, I mean, nothing's nothing's guaranteed this day and age, right? Last year, we didn't even have a national. So step up when it's available to you. So I can appreciate that.
1: Um, She she got, um, she got fifth, which for our nationals, that's the podium. And she did try to pull for third. So she almost got to man. It's, she's gutsy. I like
0: it. I like <laughs> it. I, I
1: sent her a message on
2: Instagram. I was like, 177 and a half. If, if this girl misses, you know, send it in, send it in. <laughs>
0: oh, you are still handling from, from the side. <laughs> Nicely
2: done, Bill. Well, it's
0: true though. She's looking. She's all types of tough and all types of gutsy. So yeah, you might as well pull and, and see what happens. But you're still in top five in the nation. It's US too, no less. Uh, so the number one powerlifting nation.
2: Ready to move on, fellas? World championships. I mean, Heather's defending world champ. Um, I think the big storyline will probably be her trying to hit the world record total this year. Um, And also her biggest competition last year has bumped up to the 52 kilo class. So we kind of lose the depth of the 47 uh, kilo class there. So, again, it looks kind of like it could be Heather's show. And then, um, Sweden usually has two 47 kilo lifters, um, uh, Stina, um, and I forget the other woman's name, but, um, I don't believe they were there last year in last time we were in Sweden. So yeah, who knows With that class is. So hit or miss, right. Cause like most of the time it's younger women that actually then, you know, start gaining, making gains and they bump up to different weight classes. Um, so you usually don't see like, a you know, 40 year old woman in the 47 kilo class, unless they're you know, Heather's you know, four foot 10 or whatever she is, you know what I mean? Kind of thing, right? So, yeah. um, but yeah, it looks like it's her, her, her showing to win.
1: I was gonna say, yeah, that the next two top people I see is for Canada, it's a uh, Simone Lai or Lay, I don't know how to pronounce yeah. her last name at 366, and then I guess a new person from Japan, I don't know how to pronounce the name, Ree Connie. And actually she's 41, which but makes sense, you know, East Asian countries, you know, they tend to be lower body weights, and she's at 365. So and Simone's
0: th- th- let me just say in defense of the Canadian, obviously, the 363 was from like over like a year and a half ago. So she's bigger than 363. I'm not saying she's gonna beat Heather, but it'll be tighter than that, anyways.
2: Yeah. No.
0: So you're gonna say something, Arian.
1: No, just guess. Those are the two that popped out for me. So yeah, it could be similar where you know uh, Demetria was at three sixty two point five, where maybe these ladies are at you know three sixty five, maybe up to three seventy five. So they're 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 in there, but again, as long as you know there's no screw ups, it's, it's going to be a fairly easy win.
0: They'll they'll be closer to Heather uh, than maybe she felt at this U.S. Nationals, but they won't be. Yeah, Heather's still going to be ahead. Megan Lee Smith from New Zealand. Is the junior world champion from 2019? The last time we had world championships, she would have also been tighter, and she's been making gains. But again, she's from New Zealand, and New Zealand's not going to be able to send somebody this year, unfortunately. New Zealand, although a smaller country, not the greatest size population, has a freaking powerlifting team, man. I mean, their top end are top end. They're world champions in the juniors, in the open, and then they'll play around. You see somebody with New Zealand, and you know they're coming, and uh, they got some decent handling too.
2: All right. The only other woman I actually throw in there is this um Hannah Rantala from Finland. Um, just because her husband, I mean she's a very strong, great bench presser, but I believe her husband is uh Yoko Ahola, the uh old strongman from the Dude, 90s. Yeah,
0: yeah, man. He's a two-time world strongest man. Um, and he was in Calgary, he was handling for Finland, and I saw him, I was like, Holy shit, is that Yoko? And nobody was bothering him. Nobody was saying nothing. And I'm like, what the hell? This dude was not only the two time world strongest man. He, and, and like handling for Finland, but he was in movies. He was in, um, with Tim Roth. who was like an Academy award winner. They made a movie. Shawshank Redemption. Uh, <laughs> all right, Bill, don't derail everything I'm saying, but, um, what a guy, but, uh, um uh, there's a movie about world in the world war two and like this was like a, a freaking highly revered movie and there was a strong man who was Jewish, but the German Nazis were using him for propaganda piece, hit that he was Jewish. And Yoko was in it. He didn't have a lot of lines, but he was one of the main characters. But uh, because they didn't want to give him too many lines, but he was good. And he was operating opposite Tim Roth. who's was like an Academy Award winner. Phenomenal, man. This dude is a star, man. He was at the IPF World Championships. Nobody was bothering him. I'm like, I got to fucking bother this guy for a picture. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyways, move along to the 52s, fellas. And we got ourselves a new champion, new star. I'm booking her. She's, I was contacting her. I'm booking her for the podcast, and uh, she would literally. I start talking like, a couple days after the nationals when I started booking people quick. And, uh, she's like, my man, I'm already on vacation in the beach, but as soon as I get back, I'm hitting you up. And I absolutely, I'm like, you did not take long. (laughs) This was booked. You like won your gold medal, hopped on a plane. Adios amigos. I'm going to go rock and roll on the beach somewhere. Um, but, uh, Andy Riley, she was our pick. Most of our picks anyways, 422.5. Um, winning the gold medal in the 52 kilo class. She missed her opening squat, retook the same weight, classic move there, hit it, missed her third bench, missed her third dead. So it was a bit of an untidy showing in terms of some misses here and there, but still too much for the rest of the 52 kilo class. And then friend of the podcast, Tina Tornado, who was all types of low key when she was a guest. And she said afterwards, she was correcting us because after when well, we did our preview show and she left, the impression both me and Arian got were like, Well, she's probably not coming to battle too much. Maybe she's gonna settle for something off the podium this year, maybe come in third or whatever. And she was in the Instagram stories tagging us, like, my man's, I never said I was coming just to show. I don't know if I gave the wrong impression, but don't don't get me wrong, man. I'm coming to battle. And holy f- so then. After that podcast, she started sliding over a couple videos. She said, like, I'm about to post this, take a look at this. And, like, Tina, you were like pretty low key coming into this. And these are some big numbers. Um, no less coming in with a silver with a 412.5 kilo total. Jamie Fisher, a monster bench presser. Doing a 105.5, which means it's a record, obviously, on the bench press and a 405.5 total for bronze. Fellas, who wants to go first?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, okay, I mean, go. the the defending champ, I mean, Marissa and uh, getting injured, hurting her back. Um, she was in a good position where she would have ended up pulling for the win, I'm pretty sure. Um in this one, so it kind of sucks that she was in position to win, and then you know couldn't pull it out at the end because she ended up being hurt. Um, you know her best pull ever is 190, and she's done 180 at pretty much every meet the last couple of years. That would have put her right, at, you know, right at that same 422 to 432 kind of range. Um, so, but um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Andrea came out, she did what she had to do, she won. Who, who did you, you have know, picked for this? I picked Marisa. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it um, sounds like. Take it easy, bro. Take it easy. The we got you. You lost. The, okay. the other interesting thing, though, is that um, there was actually a woman the week before Nationals. Um, I'm going to butcher her name, but it's it Surianne? I think her name is. But she ended up hitting a 420 at this Carolina primetime meet, and she hit it pretty easily, too. Like, it looked like it was like a RP9 on all three lifts kind of thing. So that's a pretty big future right there for her too so i mean again we're looking forward to that but like that's just a, a scary number for um you know would have ended up being silver medal at this meet for god's sake so it, it is worth noting and the fact that
0: it was literally two days before makes you it begs the question why were you not at u.s raw nationals <laughs> right <laughs> two days before and you would have took a silver medal? And we even, I mean, maybe if you were in there on that day, your handler would have been like, guess what? One of your numbers is getting bumped up two and a half kilo because you're, you might as well. So yeah, why not? But I mean, easy, easy, Twenty twenty to hindsight, maybe, well, she had to, to an extent known what she was capable of. I mean, you have barometers when you're putting numbers up. I mean, it, it's coulda, woulda, shoulda. Here it is though. You didn't show up. So <laughs> but it is it is a good key for the future um she's going to be a problem and and how old is she she's in, in the database she's 24 okay well 24, she's yeah. she's going to be a problem man she just got out of the juniors and she's posting up 420
1: i, I was like i was like who's bill talking about just the way you pronounce it that's how i never i, I never pronounced it i know who you're talking about i pronounced it and she has a very long name serene harmony gainer metzinger do you know that's proper or that's I, I don't know. Maybe she'll come on the, <laughs> the podcast and let you know after uh, she competes at Nationals. Or maybe Stadium.
0: she'll just let me know in her Instagram stories. But anyways, uh, but I digress.
1: But but I mean, for the, for the weight class, yeah. I mean, Tina had a whole up and down because like, yeah, she came on the podcast. She was like hyping up Andy and like, you know, hyping up Marissa. And she's like, oh, you know, didn't really say much about her. And then I think us like, you know, placing her lower kind of like angered her. And oh, same thing. She, she said to me, she's like, I just had my best session ever. I was like, oh, crap. I, I, I angered the tornado. Dog,
0: I, look, we we got to place her lower in these preview shows because she was in my DMs and us in stories like, oh, oh, y'all want to be funny? Because we get hilarious. Watch this. But, and-
1: but but then we then we thought she's not coming because she was posting all this stuff about her dog being I know, a, dog. And a doctor. And, and I was like, oh, man, she's going to have to stay there with her and, she, and she's not going to be able to come to compete or handle anything like that. Then you know, things got better. She left her dog with her mom and taught her mom how to do everything. And she's like, I'm coming. Boom, hits the hits the PR squat, matches the PR on bench and, and deadlift to hit the PR total and uh keeps that second place. Jamie unfortunately had some issues with uh squat and then was just too far behind come deadlift.
2: um, a good thing for tina too i mean this was her first pr total in like three and a half years which is cool so it's finally good
1: to see her like healthy and kind
2: of you know rolling
0: again she got that off her back i mean this is this goes to show so i I talked to her in dms right and um like like the shit was hitting the fan for her she had been dealing with some injuries here and there um the dog situation was like not only like yeah financially it was a disaster because it cost tons of money but like it's it's tough, man. If you're a dog person, if you fall, anyone who follows my personal account knows that I'm a dog person. Okay. So it was tough. She was crying. Damn me every day. And I'm like, uh, on the podcast, she, she's like, no, I don't even got to, I don't even think I got to cut water weight, whatever. And I'm just joking around trying to add levity. I'm like, Tina, you've cut a lot of water weight this week. <laughs> you're coming in. You're, you're going to have no problems making weight if you do show up. But then, um, we were talking. It's like sometimes when you just show, you know, it's one of those good stories. It's like it's, it's, she started turning it on in the last two weeks. And, and I was like, Tina, when you came on the podcast, you're somewhat low key about this. And she's like, I swear to God, I, sh- I wasn't trying to keep my cards close to my chest. Cause on the podcast, she said, I don't get why some people play their cards closer to their chest like this. And, um, so that's not on, that's not what like her was the game plan or anything. But she said, it just came on in the last two weeks. And that's the way it can happen sometimes. And when the shit is hitting fans, sometimes just show, you never know. We had that conversation in DMs. I'm like, you I'm thank God it worked out for her. Cause sometimes I'm Mr. and things don't work out for the person I'm bumping up and I feel terrible. But I was telling her, you don't know what's gonna happen. People miss weight, people bomb, people miss lifts, just fucking show. That's what champions do, right? She shows put her best foot forward had a PR out of nowhere and then here we are she's taking a silver medal and who knows what happens with alternates and whatnot like we've already talked Bill earlier on the on this so you never know man it's a it's it's a it's an inspirational piece for everybody like if you're in the same situation show up you never know what's going to happen any other uh, storylines you guys see from the 52s Speaking
1: just kind of the, the- got no, I was gonna to transition to speaking of the showing up at the fifty sevens, but go ahead.
0: No,
2: I was yeah. gonna say the, the world, the world championship um, outlook yes. for the fifty twos, real quick. Uh, Naomi Albert coming up from the forty sevens. Um, looks to be a real shooter in that weight class to use one of Ryan's terms. <laughs> <laughs> shoot or shoot, baby. Shoot or shoot. And then, um, you know, Joy Namani, who's the um, multi-time world champion, looks like she's bumping up to 57 kilo. So she's kind of out of the picture there. So it could be um, Andy and Naomi. Um, you have Olga uh, from Russia, who's always in the top three to four. And then um, my good friend, uh, Sophia Waldermerson, she's actually going to be out from Sweden. She'll be out this year. She's actually pregnant right now. She's doing, yeah, I believe, yeah. November. So, um, so they're having their first kid. So that'll be cool. So, but it sucks that, you know, again, it's in Sweden again, so she could drive an hour North and be at the competition, but you know, hopefully she'll bring, you know, we'll get this seer nice and pregnant there the meet kind of rooting everybody on. Let, let me say
0: something about Naomi Elibert. So um, previously in Sweden, 2019, she was a silver medalist against Heather and was cutting all types of weight and her body was just not responding. It was the type of deal where, yes, you can make 47, but you're not gonna be at your full capabilities. She was under Penna at the time and Penna was her coach and they decided, you know what, let's get you up to 52 and see what happens. Holy freaking smokes. Immediately takes the European Championship. Um, Joy, the previous European queen in the 52s, had moved up to 57. But with a 427.5 kilo total in the 52s, and that was from, I believe, was, yeah, that was February. Naomi is the person to beat in the 52 kilo class, believe me. And that was from February. If you're following her, and I have been, she's deadlifting well into the 400s. She's one of the rare people who started sumo, switched to conventional and is now pulling more for those people who say, sumo's cheating, you pull more. Well, she would be the, <laughs> the asterisk to that saying, well, I switched from sumo to the conventional I'm pulling more now. She's a problem in the 52s. And, and add this um, because there's a lot of, uh, whenever you're in the lower weight classes, one of the factors you got to take into it is whether or not hitting these weight classes while traveling, time zone change, etc. if that's going to be a factor. She was 51 kilo when she did this. She has moved up from 47. She's a comfortable, 52. As a matter of fact, she might not even be a full 52 because nobody cuts an extra kilo just for the fun of it. That's 2.2 pounds. So, no issues there in terms of variables. Is this something to worry about, which it could be for some other people? Um, so, I would peg Naomi the person to beat, but Andy is definitely good and capable, but she's got her work cut out for her. domestically. She'd be my pick internationally. We'll see when we get closer, but it's I'm excited for the 52s. And in terms of the women's, in terms of the, not the men's, in terms of the women's, I'm telling you, Team France is going to be a freaking problem. More of that later, but there it is. Anybody else want to add anything?
1: Well, I was going to say, it depends on if they bring someone for each weight class or they double up. Is at that same meet that uh, France, like, test match. They also had a, a lady, Shizuka Rico, who did 407.5. So she's up there as well, 400 plus. And then just as uh, another competitor from Canada is uh, Monica Dip had did Four ten point five at nationals. So she's up there as well.
0: And that Monica dip, how old is that? Hold on a second there because we haven't That's had a nationals March, since,
1: 2020.
0: Right. And that was four, 10.5 over a year ago. Like we're talking almost a year and a half ago. Monica, again, she hasn't competed since, but she has been training. And she, again, at four, 10.5, she's going to be problem internationally. Um, so you could easily add eight, 10 kilo onto to that. What are we talking about? That's Around gold medal at the US Raw Nationals, which is crazy. So um, yeah, man, internationally it's going to be a dogfight in terms of the 52 kilo class. So if you're gonna be watching, the women's internationally is stacked. Um, ready to move on the 57s, fellas?
1: Yep, yep. Let's do it. righty that was an exciting one.
0: Yeah, well, the 50, yeah, the 52s, man. It's it's a uh, terms of the women's 52, 57, 63. It's a a big cluster of talent. So we have a new champion in terms of the 57s, Brittany Suplicki. Previously, she had won the Arnold Classic, and um, it was a bit of a coming out party. She started hitting her own around that time period. Going into this, by the time the U.S. Raw Nationals rolled around, I think a lot of people had had her picked, but the steam that Meg Scanlon was gaining leading into the U.S. Raw Nationals, initially coming off of having twins, not only was there a big weight gain because you have twins and then you have to lose all that weight, but losing weight while gaining strength does not go hand in hand. Anybody who has ever had to cut weight can tell you that. Add to that when you have twins and you give birth, your hormones are all over the place. Extremely difficult. We can't underplay this. So initially a lot of people wrote her off. In the end, obviously Brittany Supliki won, but we're talking by 1.5 kilo and Meg made it super tight and uh, we're all very appreciative. It's a good 10 kilo below what she put up um, in Sweden. If I'm not mistaken, Meg had 470-ish in Sweden. 471, I think. 471, so it was 10 kilo exactly. so I mean, like may get full steam is is uh, something to behold, but close enough to make give Brittany a good scare and make Brittany have to pull together and hit her last deadlift for the win. Uh, yeah, so real quick,
2: if any, if no one actually saw this going into the second deadlifts, so Scanlon actually misses her second deadlift, <clears throat> and so Plicky now has to pull that to pull ahead, and she misses her second deadlift. She just falls backwards. So now all of a sudden we're in a, in a thing like, okay, wh- what the heck is going on here? So um, Meg is actually in the lead because they've both made first deadlifts. So then from there, they end up jumping to the third deadlifts and Megan somehow pulls the damn thing and hits the third deadlift. And everyone's like, what the hell is going on right now? So then Sapuliki has to come out and hit that to, to – um, um Secure gold, and she ends up nailing the thing. It was it was good. It was really really nice. But like just just the emotions of like they both miss, and it's like oh man, like this is going to be a pretty anticlimactic. Then all of a sudden Meg made it, and then Brittany made it. It was yeah, you know, place went crazy. It was good.
0: If you like a tight battle, you like a seesaw battle. You had it. You know, it, it was like yeah. people missing lifts, people coming back. And to your point, Bill, Meg. Missed 175 came back in her third hit 175 Brittany missed 187.5 came back hit 190 she was forced to bump up because obviously uh, Meg hit when when she had previously missed so she had to go up despite missing which makes it that much more dramatic. I mean, that's a battle for you. That's what you want. And that's why, like, when people like competitors like Meg show up, it's like, all right, maybe I'm not 100%, but believe me, my 90%, 95%, whatever I have is going to be a battle. You can't walk, don't look past me. Um, that, that's the wily veterans of the game there. Um, obviously, uh, Ali Weinberg. Hitting up a five or uh, 450 total, only missing her third bench. Um, she's young too, so she's got a little bit of room to grow there. She's still a junior, if I'm not mistaken, and she's swinging in the open. Is she, still a, is she okay? I thought she was a yeah. junior. No. All right, never mind.
2: <laughs> but then you talk about juniors. So again, Natalie Richardson, who hits 470 kilos again the weekend before Nationals. So it's like, where were you? And then Celine Crum, Crum, who hit 4.55. So they basically both would have been on the podium, or I guess not really, but we would have been first and fourth in total at this meet if they actually showed up and they both skipped nationals.
0: (laughs) I'm not sure why though. If you had it in you, you had to have some kind of inclination, unless there's like some kind of a story there. But literally she, if I'm not mistaken, Richards hit that was it like, it was like within the same week. So, so it wasn't like she was busy that week or yeah, it was the Saturday
2: or Sunday before. Right. Yeah.
0: Which is a little bizarre, but look at hitting it at a local meet when you have nobody chasing you and hitting it when you have someone like Meg and Brittany coming at you. and, And these ladies is different show up then because I'll miss a dead. And if I know I need it, I'll hit it. And they proved it. So it's if it show up and let me load the bar with what I need but if you're not there and I don't need to then it is what it is but until I mean she
2: had Celine at the meet you know kind of going head to head with her so it was pretty close and it was actually a pretty big cash meet too so or a decent size cash meet so there were there was a little bit on the line you know as more pressure than just a regular local meet oh yeah of course it's not a national level yeah I I I don't say
0: that to uh to take a stab at her. I more say that in defense of someone who wins nationals where it's like, it's one thing to do it at a different meet. It's another show up, beat me. And we'll see, but you know, I can't, I can only make the attempts that are in front of me and I'm making attempts to win. Uh, So it is what it is. Yeah. Arian, what are your thoughts, sir?
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the only thing I think of as far as them not coming is, is one, it could, it could still be a scheduled thing. It's one thing to like, you know, drive to like a meet the day of compete and then come home and go back to work whatever you got going on versus like you know spending a couple of days to travel fly to another state or drive down to florida compete yeah. and go back and so maybe it was that the other thing was that remember the registration was the tier system and then it opened up to everyone and maybe you know cause a lot of people thought it was going to fill up immediately they thought maybe okay it's going to fill up immediately let's plan for something else and maybe they plan to do this carolina primetime and then they realize, hey, there's spots still open, but we kind of already committed to this, so I stuck with it. Um, so that could be the reasons. The other thing I was going to mention is if if someone wants to go see a show, is go watch the squats on Brittany and Megan too, because I, I was right there for that. And Brittany goes up with her opener, one six seven point five, and she loses her balance at the top and loses the bar off her back. So like automatically start, you're like, oh man, the momentum's for Meg. Then Meg goes at one seventy, she like is grinding it out of the bottom, gets like three quarters of the way up and fails. And we're like, oh my God, is Megan going to bomb out on squat right now? So then Brittany comes back and gets her. Meg comes back and like grinds her out 170, gets it, passes on her third. So even the start was like that. And then the end with the whole missing on the seconds and both having to make their thirds. Um, And then after that, like in the back, I think Brittany says something, which you'll probably hear in her podcast, was she was thinking about not even coming because I guess she's dealing with some injuries as well. So like the whole thing of like, What if Brittany hadn't come? Megan would have won. Or what if, like, you know, Meg bombed out and Brittany, there was all these things going on.
0: And this is another person that's like, show up, try, see what's up, show your heart out there. And the fact that Meg grinded out and missed 170 and it appeared on strength, comes back, nails 170 on her second, and says, I have nothing left for a third. So I'm not even coming out for a third. And still, rallied in that under those circumstances when she's exhausted been grinding failing already and and not even coming out missing her second dead for 175 and you're thinking you must be done you must be exhausted there's no fight left in you and that is the heart of a champion that's like load that fucking bar again and i'm coming back out and hits it and hits the 461 to force Brittany to have to hit her next like that's you know that's sports, man. That's when everyone shows up and you go toe to toe.
1: And for for Allie, they uh, switched her third attempt deadlift to because because the other girls missed their two deadlifts, so they switched it to be ahead of Brittany. So if Brittany had missed that third deadlift, not only would she have lost first, but she also would have lost second because Allie would have been second, Britney would have been third. So handling. it was kind of yeah. So like uh, Allison's coach uh, Mason put what's on there to get them into that position and then see what happens. And so Brittany was, it was kind of like an all or nothing. It was first or third place.
0: Can I say something good on Mason? Pay attention to the scoreboard, put your lifter in the position to have the best opportunity to swap a medal from bronze to silver, put a pin in that. We'll talk about that in a second in future weight classes, but pay attention to the scoreboard, your lifter, you're advocating for them. So you're seeing you grinded or you missed your second if you miss your third, what do I need to swap medals? You're not overextending, but you're like, if you miss your third, we need this, and we could swap medals with you. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what a good handler does. Keep it in mind, because it, it,
1: it, it would have gotten real interesting because Meg pulled 175 and Allison pulled 190, so she was after. It would have gotten real interesting if Meg had missed, because then Allison could have gone two and a half kilos more to get into first. If Meg and Brittany had both missed, uh, Ali Weinberg would have been your national champion. So it was all on the line for all of them as far as like, you know, critical attempts right there at the end.
0: This is it, man. It's when you miss and then you got to gather yourself and make sure you hit. Um, And then obviously, Caitlin Barry, um, we got Bolden coming in, rounding out the top five. Caitlin hitting a 421.5 and uh, Mariah Bolden hitting a 420. And um, actually just, I think she took that on body weight. Yeah, Rebecca Noons hitting a 420 as well. And Chrissy Parachi, Max Power, who Chrissy Max Power, who the defending 70 or 57 kilo U.S. national champion um, took a bad knee injury. Again, um, we talked about in the preview show, shows up hitting a 415. Um, and she didn't miss a lift until her third bench. And then on her last deadlift, it was a little too much, but it's crazy that she showed up and decided, "You're gonna have to take this national title from me. I'm not just giving it to you." I had talked about it in the previous show, and uh, she stepped up to the plate and went seven for nine and did her damn thing. Ready? Uh, let's take a look at internationally, fellas. What
1: could be the joy? Speak? The joy show. Joy show. It is going to mm-hmm.
0: be the Joy Namani show, but um, also. Well, so this is where it's going to be a bit of a kick in the pants again. So Evie Corrigan from New Zealand, a phenomenal 57 kilo lifter. Um, did she not win the junior world championships in 2019? Last time we had a world championships, I think she did. She was going to Sheffield. She's a freaking monster in the 57 kilos. She posted up a four sixty-four point five kilo total. So if you're paying attention, obviously that's a, a smidge higher than Brittany Suplicki, um, and she's, she's. I mean, it's a shame New Zealand's not going to be there because there's so many world-class lifters that would have gave great battles to the Americans and the rest of the world. But Evie's not going to be there. Joy Nemani though, who has a 463.5 total in the gym because she's been training since, hit a 500-pound deadlift. Joy Nemani, no matter what the situation, is going to have the winning pole in her hands at the world championships. She is the two-time 52-kilo world champion, moved up to the 57-kilo class. She will have the winning deadlift in her man, in her hands no matter what. Believe it. She, I think, would be pegged as the person to beat, unless I'm overseeing anything. Fellas, what do you think?
2: Yeah, most likely, jo- I mean, Joy will be the favorite going in Most likely Um, you got Bobby Butters who ended up in third place two years ago at 2019. Um, who has been progressing like crazy? She's training in like some kind of, you know, parking garage or you know, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, you know, those videos are like great. A Fight
0: but, Club. I love it. Yeah, she's so intense SBD, too. Yeah,
2: her and her SBD singlet out there in, in like the parking garage is sick. <laughs> I hope it's still
0: like a I hope it's to like a fucking mall or something. And <laughs> she's just putting in work. She shows up, parks, puts in work, and leaves.
2: And um, then but, of course, you know, defending national champion, world record total holder, Maria T. Canada's uh, golden girl out right. there. Um, you know, she hasn't competed since that meet, I don't believe cause she skipped nationals, um, right in 2020 for you guys. Cause she was supposed to be going to Sheffield. Um, and then that obviously didn't happen. And then there was a lockdown. So I know she's been training. I've seen training videos, how she's doing. I'm not sure, but I mean, you can't count her out at all. She, um, you know, she's been doing this for, for quite some time and, She's uh, gonna defend her title for sure. So, uh, um, she, you know what? Let me retract this. Joy Namani isn't the person to beat.
0: Maria T is. Two years ago, and I'm just saying this because I'm Canadian. Two years ago, she posted up 472.5. Two years ago. I think she's going to have added on to that because um, to the point of whether or not what she's been doing in the past two years. Yeah. She hasn't been competing. We've been in lockdown pretty hard in Canada, but she is, she has been training and she will be ready and she's world-class pedigree. She's the one that missed her second deadlift, load the bar and pulled for the win anyways, even though, and, and had to load it heavier. Um, so if it's a dogfight, fight, she's good for it. 472.5, two years ago, I think she's going to be good for it because she's still in her prime too. So I would peg her actually as the person to beat, but Joy has got to be up there. I would respect if someone says, with all the respect, I'm taking Joy. Um, And just to add on to Bobby Butters, hold on a second here, Um, because I believe Bobby Butters' 463.5 was from the beginning of 2020. So again, Bobby Butters is probably, and Bobby Butters is young in her 20s, probably added on to that and might conceivably be in the 470 range as well. All of these ladies are going to be a problem at the world stage. If I'm saying Maria is an early favorite for me, I could be talked into joy. I could be talked into Bobby butters. I could be talked into Brittany. I mean, it's a, it's a scrap all around. Um, what do you think, Aaron?
1: Yeah. I mean, similar stuff. I mean, yeah, you got to go with Maria, I guess as the favorite since she's the one who did it in a meet and she actually did Commonwealth's a little bit after that in 2019 and did 473.5 oh, there you go. Uh, so so she's at 473.5 and then joy and bobby as far as competition numbers are both tied at 463.5 at the same meet they both did it in 2020 and then below that then you have britney at 462.5 um so those are the, the top four and we'll see uh, how much can joy put on um her training numbers obviously look amazing we'll see what she can do in a competition setting
0: it's going to be a lot tougher, I think, to win the. Look, it was as tough of, as it was to win the U.S. Raw Nationals. I think she's, ha, Brittany's going to have to raise her level to a whole nother level to win worlds because um, it's going to get tougher. I, and she could. She's obviously good for it. Ready to go on to the 63s, gentlemen? Yes, sir. Um, all right. So. A lot of familiar faces. Sam Calhoun, once again, the 63 kilo U.S. national champion, ending it with a 502.5 kilo total, um, missing her last deadlift. The totals down a little bit, but she was comfortably ahead of Jen Thompson, who at 48 years old, put up a 485 kilo total and took a silver medal in the open at 48. Jennifer Jennifer Milliken. With a 475, her total dropped a little bit. I didn't expect that. Um, I'm not sure if she was dealing with some, some issues going in. I was following her Instagram, and she was somewhat hinting at it, but I don't know if she directly said she was dealing with any injuries, but definitely her total went down. It's a bit of a surprise. Um, w- What do you guys think about the 63-kilo class here?
2: Yeah, I was I mean, surprised that JT ended up second. I mean, I thought Milliken would end up, end up second here um you know i guess i'm just looking here so it looks like millican kind of dropped eight kilos on her squat missing her third and ten on her second on her third deadlift so that's 18 kilos right there and she kind of left off her total um and then you know jt is like freaking you know i don't even <laughs> like you know coming back again for 485 is crazy 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 so she just keeps getting hurt coming back and she's going to be better than ever. So like <laughs> does she end up going to master's worlds and putting up a 500 plus total, like could definitely be that, man. That'd be crazy. Crazy. Yeah.
0: She's like Jason Voorhees. You can't kill her. And she's had <laughs> some, um, she said she comes back stronger as a matter of fact. And um, <laughs> she's had some horrific injuries, like massive ones, like hip injuries yeah, but- and like big, like it, they should be career threatening and she's damn near half a century old and putting in work. Uh, bench press still a monster. Hit a 140 kilo bench press on her second attempt. Went for a uh, record with the 144. Missed it on her third. Um, and uh, Lewis actually rounding it with a 432.5 as well. And Hunter with a 427.5 to cap off the top five. What are you thinking, Arian?
1: Yeah, I mean we we all kind of suspected that like you know JT did the 478.5 at the local meet that she would improve on on that. She improved on the squat. She missed obviously trying to chip the record on the bench press and she improved on the deadlift to get her to 485. And there was more there. She took a 17 and a half kilo jump to try and go for first. Her PR deadlift is 207.5 and she tried 210. So it wasn't like anything incredibly out of reach. So, like it would have been crazy if she got the 210 and who knows what would happen then. But if it wasn't that close and she just did, like, you know, maybe five kilos more or seven and a half more, she might have gotten it. So she, maybe she was at. 490 that day 492.5 that day so like bill says you know now she like let's say she comes back and you know chips the bench at worlds at master's Worlds, and then puts a total uh, together she could get to 500 and and sam number i believe was down a little bit on delift because she's been trying out some beltless deadlift so we'll see if she sticks with that and if she feels more comfortable and gets stronger with it or if she eventually switches back to putting on the belt again and her delift numbers will go back up which will make her total go back up
0: yeah, because Sam has hit. Did she hit 515? I want to say 5'11. I know she hit 511 at some point. No, did she ever hit a 515?
1: She hit the 515
0: at 63.5. Right. Yeah. So she's hit 515, but um, so that's why it's a little surprising. But again, you know, you don't know what someone's dealing with. They're coming in. I'm not sure why you would go beltless. Uh, I mean, uh, Joy Namani does, but it's, even though people will say, well, what about Joy Namani? That is an anomaly. It's not the rule. It's a, it's the exception to the rule, whatever she could tinker it with it. she still won. has a, a pretty good deadlift, but if she's going to the world championships, she needs her deadlift to be on point and a lethal weapon because looking ahead, um, which previously she was the biggest puller. I'm not sure with Leah Bavo, and I'm just flipping, pulling this up right now. Leah Bavo is in an absolute terror. Two twenty-five pull. Two twenty-five. <laughs> so, to the point of where previously Sam enjoyed, if nothing else, knowing I'll have the winning pull in my hands, conceivably if it's tight enough. Leah Bavo is now hitting in the mid five hundreds for her total. So. You might have the biggest deadlift in your hands, but it won't be the winning pull because you might be too far back if she's a good 40 kilo ahead of you, like like Leah has been doing. Um, but then on top of that, Leah's deadlift is at 225 and in the gym. Now, of course, we'll see how it translates, but Leah's numbers have been translating pretty good. Leah might be deadlifting. I mean, who knows? I don't want to put my time, I don't want to get too excited and hyperbolic, but Leah's all types of character, uh, all types of capable. But that we shouldn't overlook Corolla Gara, also from Italy, the reigning 63 kilo champion. Um, I think the last time she had posted up, it was a 530 kilo title, but that's from 2020. Yeah, that's from November 2020. She put up a 530. We're now in. June, basically July of 2021. Over half a year later, so half a year ago at 530, she also could be around 540 range. So these ladies internationally are really pushing into the mid 500s, I would estimate. And it's going to be an issue. Um, what are you guys seeing? And, and is there anybody else that I'm missing internationally as well?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure what Ivana Horna is going to do, if she's going to stick with 63 or go to 69. But um, the last European Championships where um, Leah broke the world record total, Ivana ended up breaking, the I guess, the European record deadlift at one point. And um, she took a pretty big jump to um, go for the um, world record deadlift. And she actually locked it out and they called her on like an up and down on it, whatever, which was kind of it was, it was close anyway. But, um, so, you know, conceivably she's in that 502, 505 range. And that, again, that was November of 2019. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, so if she's, you know, again, if she's progressing, but she also splits her time between Olympic lifting also. So who knows what the deal is with that? But if I had to guess, I think she's probably going to go to the heavier weight class of the 69 kilo. You think so? If I had to guess. If I had to guess. Yeah.
0: She also we should add credit to she's a world champion 2017 yeah. she won like she she's capable you slip up she takes it from you she's done it before it's not this yeah. isn't just hyperbolic. what do you think Arian?
1: yeah I mean obviously like the the favorites for the podium would be those three Leah Corolla and Sam and like you said it's interesting because like Leah has the the monster squad at 210 in competition Corolla has the monster bench at 137.5 in competition. And then you're like, oh, well, Sam has the monster deadlift. But then you're like, wait a second. Now Leah's at 225, Sam's at 226. And so they're both delifting over the world record. So it should be interesting at that point too, with not only fighting for the deadlift world record, but then yeah, if Leah can really put it together, you can't gain much ground on her once it comes to deadlift. She'll just stay with you and hold on to that win if she produces on the squat bench.
0: And let me get a shout out to Pena, who we talked about earlier. He's one of the best 66 kilo class uh, lifters in the world and a few 14 weeks from now he may be a medalist the world championships but a not, what he's doing in France what he did with Naomi who now she's working with someone else but he brought her up um, and what he's doing with Leia he, he's like he was also a mentoring I don't know if he's coaching but he was living with him and his girlfriend were living with uh, Sam uh, Samantha Eugene for a little while there mentoring her and helping her out as well like it's phenomenal. He's a huge driving force in France, so hats off to that guy. But France and as a whole is uh, got some monster lifters. Ready to move on to the 69-kilo class, gentlemen? Yeah. Uh, yay, yay. You guys, anyone need a pee breaker? Or are you guys good?
2: Good to go. Good.
0: All right, fellas. We got ourselves obviously a, a new champion, the 69-kilo class, but a new champion altogether. Chandler Babb piecing it together a 530 kilo total uh missing her second squat missing her third bench but i think most of us had her picked as the favorite going in um she looked really good in training and was pushing some pretty good numbers obviously finished 30 kilo ahead of the silver medalist so we, it was uh she lived up to the hype um it, but interesting enough three ladies tied for 500 kilo After Chandler Babb, Claire, Kristen, and Gabby Martinez, all Kristen Duns were all hitting 500 kilo underneath Chandler Babb. A bit of a traffic jam, and it came down to body weight. Um, I'll say my piece in a second. Also, I want to give a shout out to uh Jasmine Idrogo, who came in fifth with a 485 um jasmine actually i've been following her this was i believe her third meet ever in her first year in powerlifting. and jasmine's already hitting a 45 and top five in the u.s and has made crazy progress and she was like she posts and she's like i don't know what i'm doing here this is going too quickly i'm 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 accelerating like it's she's exceeding her expectations um so it's a kudos to her coach ls fellas what are you thinking
2: I thought it was interesting. I mean, uh, Chandler's second squat, she just didn't come up with the thing. Like it wasn't like she missed it on depth or anything. She just didn't come up with it. And I was like, Oh man, that's, that's rough. And then she came out on her third one and smoked it. So I don't know if it was a, a balance issue or something happened funky there. Um, so she definitely has more to go on that also um, with the squat. Cause that was obviously her planned second attempt. So there's probably at least another five kilos in the tank there, but yeah, she came out and she whooped ass, man. Like she was just ready to go. And, kudos to her man and then you know the 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 tie up there at at second place third fourth place with the 500 kilos um i'll let you talk about that ryan but that was kind of a a messy thing for sure um yeah but yeah chandler was is the real deal man like the real deal
1: arian yeah i mean uh chandler I, i didn't see her squat to see what the issue was she's she seems somewhat built as far as a uh, limb lengths and stuff like that. And the way she lifts and her strengths like Kimberly Wofford, which we'll, we'll talk about uh, later when we talk about the international scene, but she has like the really long femurs and a short torso. And so it could be an issue with the, yeah, how she just hit the hole. Maybe she tipped over a little bit too much and lost her position, come back and get on her third. And then of course, like Kimberly, she has the, the monster deadlift. So, you know, she was up enough after the subtotal where she comes with a monster deadlift opening up with 501 pounds. And, uh, that, that was basically the win right there. And then just put on, you know, five kilos, five kilos to get to five thirty. just put up the PR total. So, I mean, she had a great performance and then, yeah, it was interesting. Um, I wasn't watching it at that point. And then I came over to watch one of our strength guys, lifters, Paige Hubbard, to see the placing and stuff like that. And that's when I saw like, Oh, all these lays are really close. And at the end, then you see a 500, 500, 500. Um, so interesting finish there with, uh, Claire getting getting her third deadlift and then Gabby and Kristen missing their third deadlift. And uh obviously we don't know what the situation was there as far as were they going for a specific number or whether they were looking at the placing at all, whether there was any calculations. But yeah, I mean, obviously, if it was me in that position, as soon as Gabby misses 215, I'm dropping that deadlift down and going for placing. Because, like we said before, I would go over placing over records or PRs or anything else like that.
0: Yeah, because um, Claire was finished, her day was done at 500 kilo before Kristen had to pull. And Kristen only needed two and a half kilo more than she had already pulled on 215 to to swap her her bronze medal with the silver medal. And um, conceivably have herself in the pool for an alternate. And uh, instead they went up, instead of going up to 217.5, they went up to 227.5. So instead of going up two and a half kilo, which is the smallest increment you're allowed unless you got a record, which is the easiest increment to jump and the easiest call to make, and I'll swap my bronze for your silver and I'll possibly become an alternate on the national team, or at least I'm in the conversation for it. I'm gonna jump up to ten kilo, to a random arbitrary number,
2: and well, uh, so real quick. So it wasn't arbitrary number because they put the number in there because Gabby jumped ten kilos. Right. It became right?
0: arbitrary though.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the reason it was in there is because if Gabby made it, that was the number they needed for second place. But afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. but it wasn't. It wasn't arbitrary. There was a reason for that number. Sure, 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 yeah. sure, sure.
0: Um, but. Once it became the situation, what it was, it unfolded the way it did. She didn't need that. It is what it is.
1: (laughs) That's how, that's what I'm saying is like, um, the way I would watch it is okay. Claire does 202.5. Then it goes to Gabby. Gabby misses 215. Boom. You put the change in for 217.5. Yeah. uh, You You have until
0: they say bar is loaded there was a point watching where you knew this doesn't have to happen anymore it becomes i get it where why it happened initially but it became a number that wasn't necessary right mm-hmm. yeah
2: it for about amazing. 30 for uh, 30 seconds they had a chance to
0: it, that, it, that's it you got to be paying attention like i know you i don't have to tell you yeah. tell us. you guys know you're watching if she hits we need this if she doesn't yeah hit, the two yeah i mean
2: me or Arian or you would have had a card already written had the, the table number on it, ready two one seven point five on it, and as soon yeah. as the red light, you just hand them the card. Right. If it's yeah. a white light, then you say, "Okay, go get a kid."
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I don't, is- I don't know. I don't know if this was an issue. Like we, we had actually talked about the preview shows with there being so many weight classes going on and two platforms going on, and so for that session, you know, they had um, Marissa going, they had Andy going, they had Meg going, they had Kristen going. Um, maybe. Sally French was in that so they had like you know a number of lifters going in different flights different platforms and you got to stay on top of it so it could be kind of stuff that we were hinting at uh, before the meet that uh, happened with some of the coaches and some of the lifters during the meet
0: you know what? It is what it is. Everybody makes mistakes in every single sport, period. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll raise my hand. I've been there. I've done that. We all have. There's no question about that. I think we had a podcast where we, we it, it wasn't planned, but it turned into a confessional of all of us making handling errors. It is what it is. It's tough though, only because um Kristen Moore's comeback story. Um, she was injured. She won the 72 kilo U.S. Raw Nationals, went to the world championships injured. And um, I remember talking to her in a DM saying like, you're in the U S like winning the U S run nationals isn't insanely hard. That window and door can close on you anytime. Whenever you make a world team, you gotta go. And she's like, I'm injured though. I don't know what I'm going to bring. I was like, this could be your only chance to have USA across the chest rep your nation and just feel it, D- bring whatever you got. And she went and she did like, she still finished like reasonably well, but it wasn't the number she wanted. And then for two years, um, she's grinding. She's getting ready. And Beard area we're talking about in the preview show. Like she's hitting some PRs for the first time in two years. And then um, it's a tough ending, but it's sports, man. It is what it is. Uh, she still came in third, a bronze medal in the U.S. Raw Nationals, uh, in, a, in an uber competitive class. I believe 500 kilo also is a PR for her, I think 495 was a previous PR. So it's not like all is lost. Um, she got a bronze got a, and got a PR total, no less. So it is what it is and things happen, fellas. Um, S- Stephanie Schofield, Paige Hubbard, running out number six, number seven. Do You want to take a look at the international because we got a familiar face waiting for Chandler Babb. If she wants to take that world title, she's going to have to wrestle it out of the hands of the GOAT herself, Kimberly Walford. And despite Kimberly Walford being 42 years old, if you're hoping she's past it, she just put up a 532.5, which is it's two and a half kilo over Chandler, but it's still over Chandler. And one thing that Kimberly has that she's always had is a monster deadlift. She usually has the winning deadlift in her hands and she usually hits. That's why she has never lost at the U.S. Raw Nationals or the World Championships ever. She's the GOAT, and she's the GOAT for a reason. I'm not asking you guys to give me a prediction on what's going to happen yet. That show's yet to come. Um, What are your thoughts? Internationally, is it it basically her and Kimberly? Is there someone else I'm not seeing that might be be able to rise up as well? The, The thing, because it's a new weight class, people will pop up on us.
2: Anna Rosa Castellane from Brazil yeah, right. is going to be, yeah. I mean, her and Kimberly have been going back and forth for a couple of years there. Um, that I mean, that's the biggest one that jumps out to me. Um, any of the 63s that decide to jump up, we don't, we don't know. I mean, like, you know, we don't know who's going to, you know, could, could, um, whoever yeah we don't know who's jumping up from the 63s um and who's kind of coming back down so is like angelina coming down from um the the russian um coming down from 72 to 69 i have is that is answer is for is you is isabella I... von weisenberg doing that is i mean like again we yeah they say they are but until that until i see that nomination sheet okay then i'll believe it but well, yeah but i mean angelina i know i mean she just competed at 77 so i'm assuming she's going to be heavier and you know in the 76s but um but yeah, I think it's going to be probably probably going to be you know Kimberly Chandler and Anna will be the, the three biggest names and three biggest contenders there. But again, we don't know. This is a new class. We really don't know what's going to happen with the with that.
0: You're one hundred percent right. Anna in 2019, as a she was under 69 kilos. She was lifting the 72 kilo class. Hit a 530, and Anna has won world championships and 84 won world championships, like multiple in and out of gear, um equipment world champion. And uh, I mean, she's she's definitely gonna be right up in the hunt. She's her in between her chandler and Kimberly is probably the forefront for runners off the top of my head. They're all floating around the 530 range, so it's gonna come down to um attempt selection and how they feel on that day all of them also have to travel across the Pacific or the Atlantic. I'm sorry. Um, none of them are Europeans actually. So they're used to it and is used to it actually. So Chandler, she actually lifted in Italy. We found out, so they'll be all right. But um, I'm wondering if there's any Europeans that are going to, like you had said, Bill, move up from 63 or coming down that we don't see coming. And it's like, Hey, how you like me now? Guess what? My nomination is going to be as a 69 kilo. Right. It'll be interesting.
2: Yeah yeah it could be ivana could be the 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 top one there coming up and yeah but we'll see yeah that's why we got you know 20 with the 29 days arian
1: yeah i was gonna say technically if you go to open ipf and you sort by 69 kilo leah has the best biggest total so (laughs) like with all these ladies, they might see, like, okay, let me see where everyone's nominated and maybe make some switches before finals. I mean, Leah could choose 63 or 69. Kimberly can choose 69 or 76. Same way, Anna could choose 69 or 76. So it'll be interesting where they choose to go. A couple other ones would be the 72 junior champion, Ida Ron. She did 515 at 72. So we'll see where, if she's training, where she goes, everything like that. Uh, and then also from Italy. Is a Sarah Mazzantini who did 517.5 at 69.7. Oh dang. So again, she she could maybe choose where it would go, which then you have a number of people between you know five fifteen and you know five forty-five that could be battling it out there.
0: Yeah, that's super tight too. Ten to fifteen kilo isn't much. Um, you could cover ground pretty quickly,
1: especially uh, with the two year old totals.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It could be already covered. Exactly. Um, Yeah. The nominations, we won't get too deep in the weeds with that because this podcast is running late and we, that's a whole nother preview show, but I think internationally because domestically, obviously Chandler won by 30 kilo internationally. She's actually behind a little bit by some of these competitors and it's going to be quite the battle. Um, The women's division internationally is tight. Let's take a look at the 76 kilo class gentlemen as I flip over to our day two. So this was, we just did this podcast. Me and Aaron were on it. A bit of a feel good story here. Jasmine Penn, who the previous world championships was a junior in the 63s bombed out on squats. Um, the following at the, as a 72 was moved into the open and hoping to earn a spot on the national team, a bit of a controversial call when it came down to the deadlifts. Uh, we covered that in the last podcast and, um, Ended up, she thought she didn't have it, Protest. she thought she had it, and then found out she didn't have it and wasn't going to make the national team. Um, well, obviously, we didn't have that world championships anyways, but a bit of a heartbreak. Uh, so a bit of a comeback story ends up showing up, having a super meet as a 76, hasn't filled out the 76s yet, but didn't have to cut weight, goes nine for nine, hits a PR total a 547.5 kilos, And uh, your new 76-kilo champion, Jasmine Penn in the U.S., um, Dana McNeil with a 527.5, Maria Daly with a 515, Autumn Green with a 500. Fellas, what are your thoughts?
2: Happy for Jasmine as you finally, you know, after the, the 2019, you know, deadlift not deadlift whatever you want to call it and she got her redemption um and ended up winning this one i just think it's crazy that like you know she's gone from 2019 to 63 to 20 you know to like you know, now she's bumped up to 76 now she's just gonna she's been whooping ass so um it's good to see that she's finally done with the those tough cuts that she had back in for the 63s and now she's been to worlds already she's been to sweden she knows what the judging is going to be like. So she's ready now. And she was, yeah, I think she was cut off surprise last time bombing out in 2019. So I think she'll be ready to ready to handle that for sure. And then Dana McNeil, she had a you know fantastic meet also first meet at 76. So, you know, it was a, it's a, it's a good class. I um, you know we're missing a couple of people um, for possibly next year or whatever that have gone to equipped or just didn't show up. But um but yeah, it was, it was, it was a good class. And obviously the, the big story with Danny Mello, just not making weight or not showing up to weigh-ins or I'm not sure exactly how that went down. I assume it's a not making weight, um, yeah. scenario, but
0: yeah. Penn talked about it a, a, a bit. Uh, she gave a little bit of like, as she was there. She said, so she, I don't, I don't think she showed up to weigh-ins, but she saw her actively the na- day before, I think she was like already trying to cut weight so she was there she was at the venue she was trying to cut and she wasn't going to make it um right up to the deadline she was still like trying 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 and the body weight just no sense showing up to the scale if you're still i don't know how much over but she knew she was over uh because obviously you bring your scale with you and you're trying 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 so it wasn't so much just if anyone's wondering was she trying to cut yeah
1: she was trying to cut
0: arian what's your thoughts
1: yeah. I mean, obviously we didn't get the three-way battle that we were hoping for. Cause yeah, obviously D- Danny had to uh, not compete, but we still got, you know, the two-way battle between Jasmine and Dana, which is great because it went down to the very end because, you know, initially Jasmine got that third deadlift, um turned down. It was uh, two red lights, I believe. And so Dana only needed to pull two and a half more than her second deadlift for the, to get back in the lead. And uh, anyone go watch the video. She was, trying she put into that second gear she got to the past knees she was trying to get those hips through and i don't know the timing of things but it seemed like the timing of things was after dana missed then they overturned jasmine so on the on the results it looks like a 20 kilo win but like at that time that was the pool to get into first so it was a gr- it was a great battle um as far as those two and then it, it's interesting with the new weight classes what's going to happen but also looking at the body weights none of these ladies were close to the limit they all came in light. So some of them may have been the lighter ones moving up and some of them may like, you know, spent the past year or so going down. And so like, maybe they went down further to play it safe. And now we'll see over time, like as Jasmine puts on more muscles, Dana puts on more muscle, how the weight class will develop.
0: And that leads us to internationally, Phyllis. I know it's a little bit of a, we're kind of projecting we have to see, but some of the names are going to be familiar to you. Um, Obviously, Jessica Bittner and Angelina from Russia. Angelina Ilovakova. Um, I was actually talking to, I talked to Bittner last week and Angelina um, right before we started the podcast. So Angelina said, at least in the DMs, and this might change like Bill said, she's going 76 and she will be in Sweden. Uh, Jessica has said on her social media, she's going 76 and she will be in Sweden. Angelina posted up a 565 as a 76 kilo. Um, Jessica posted up a 562.5 as a 72 kilo. So conceivably with a four extra kilo on her body, or at least she doesn't have to cut it anyways, she's gonna be tough to beat. Those two ladies, but also we have, and I was just checking up the open powerlifting on this. So we're, we've seen those two ladies at the world championships before and we know what they're about. Uh, Carolina Tangoti. And I probably butchered the last name. Unfortunately, again, New Zealand is a hotbed for powerlifting, just like France, has put up a 553 kilo total. And it kills me that New Zealand can't come to the world championships because they're a threat on the men's and the women's side. But she would definitely be a contender for a podium. She might not be up there with Angelina and Jessica Bittner, but she has posted a total um, slightly over Penn's. And uh, she would be battling for a, for a podium finish in there anyways. But what do you guys think internationally at the world championships?
2: Bill. Yeah. It seems like um, Jess and Angelina will be the top two nominations going in at least with Jasmine sitting there in third um, again, just as for nominations, you know, not, you know, um saying that's how it's going to finish whatever um and then uh ex usapler madeline scott is a uh, usvi lifter um she'll be in the you know 515 520 range or at least her nomination will be so i think she has a chance to you know vied for a podium finish there too um and then again it just depends on like you know isabella von weisenberg is she going to go to the 76 is she going to go down to 69 i mean she's another you know contender there um uh the other her teammate for sweden i can't think of her name but again she had another you know pretty big total at um at worlds last year um so i mean there's 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 so much depth in that 72 class and we kind of don't know which way some of them are going Mm -hmm. so we'll see and some of them you know you know an extra four kilos might be humongous for some people yeah and then for other of them it might you know not make that much of a difference so we'll, we'll really really see um yeah, it should be a, It's going to be a fun class because it's very unknown, right? It's like, can't wait to see what's going to happen. You know, in twenty nine days when those nominations come out.
0: It is. Um, I'm glad you brought up the point where four kilo. We can't take it for granted. Four kilo for some people is going to be massive. Four, four kilo for some people is going to be. It's the laws of diminishing gains, where it's like, yes, you have four more kilo body weight, but for some people, it doesn't matter how much more body weight you put on, you get very little gains back. There's like a. An optimal body weight for you. So where that is, it depends. Um, so yeah, there is some question marks around some of them. We do know no question marks needed for Jessica Bittner as a 72 put up 562 and a half. No question marks for Angelina put up a 565. So they will be at the forefront. Those two. Everybody else, we'll see how it goes. But in, again, man, internationally, this is absolutely stacked. You know, and, Aaron, what are you thinking there, buddy?
1: And, and Jasmine's the one, once again, that doesn't have to cut because, you know, A- Angelina did that 77.1. Jess is at like whatever, 85, working her way down. Um, but Jasmine's just sitting there at weight. Yeah, she's at five five 547.5, but, you know, she doesn't have to worry about cutting or anything like that when she's flying over to Sweden. And then we'll see with the other ladies where they choose to go.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Let's move it along to the 84s. And uh, excuse me, as I scroll my page, obviously uh, we just did a podcast earlier, earlier today, they'll be dropping with Amanda Lawrence and um, coming into this, she had a sizable lead. And the only reason why there might've been a little bit of drama surrounding this is because she actually was carrying with her an injury on her hip. Uh, she spoke about it on the podcast. She's um something to do with her squat stance because of the, uh, she changed from heels to flats and it got her that monster 646 total in, in last year in 2020, but it eventually cut up to her and she's been dealing with this injury for a little bit. Didn't want to switch the flats um, leading into nationals, gutted it out, took the win, and uh, is probably going to switch stances once more so we can anticipate in Sweden. It's not an injury, so to speak, that's got to be fixed, but Easily correctable, she thinks, and she'll be back on pace for Sweden. So she won by a sizable margin. And um, looking internationally, it's going to be difficult unless somebody comes out of the woodwork. I'm not saying it's impossible. Uh, Again, Eastern Europe doesn't post all the results. And I remember a day not too long ago when it was like Daniela Mello was the number 184, and she's going to be the number 184 for years because she's so young. And Lawrence came out of nowhere. It seemed people come out of nowhere and they don't just come out of us. So there could be somebody in Eastern Europe, Russia range that we're not even seeing on the results They're on open powerlifting, but unless that happens, I expect Lawrence to eat her food and just enjoy her time in Sweden. Uh, fellas, what are you saying about this?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty, pretty much. She's definitely the class of that way class for sure. I mean, yeah, by far. Um, uh, I guess you have like um, uh, Ilya Strick is, you know, been in that weight class for years and years and years. Um, I'm sh- assuming she'll be there and she normally puts in a, a podium finish there. Um, yeah, that is really, I mean, you're like, you're t- looking like a you know, 100 kilo spread on some of these women. So it's like, it's, you know, it's, you know, battle for second basically is what we're looking at. Um, if she's, if Amanda makes weight and makes a, a lift in each one is a battle for second.
0: <laughs> That's, I mean, look at, yeah, I mean, uh, she, her on her off day was over a hundred kilo. She, she was really disappointed. She didn't even come out for a last dead. She's a hundred kilo ahead. And that doesn't take any way thing away from the other 84s. I mean, these ladies are extremely strong. Uh, Kenya Webb, um, Mark Hampton. I mean, these are, these are strong ladies, but um she's just a spe- it's not putting them down so she's a special talent and uh i don't know if worldwide i mean not in the u.s not in the world i don't think we have somebody that's going to push her right now arian you scouting got you anybody or
1: no i mean it's, it's a, a similar thing it's like yeah these other ladies may be good at uh, one of the lifts and be able to keep up with Amanda. Like, yeah, uh, Kenya and Margaret, you know, they're at 240 and 235 deadlifts. So they're kind of close there. Or, you know, yeah. got Ilya on the bench who's close. But yeah, I mean, when Amanda's at a world record squat deadlift in total and only seven kilos behind the world record bench press, she's so good across all three that as of right now, there doesn't seem to be anyone. The person that is there is Danny Mello. Cause they had the same total at last Worlds. and had she stayed 84 and, you know, who knows what would have happened the past two years. She may have still been in contention with her, but other than Danny, there doesn't seem to be anyone out there right now.
0: It is what it is. Time to move on fellas. 84 plus it's a bit of the same situation. Although we did have a squat battle, didn't we? It got yeah. into, <laughs> so obviously um the returning champ took it with a, a 671 is that a pr for her is that tying a pr for her i feel like it might let me take a look at here yeah
2: 675 is her pr total
0: okay not far off but the real drama so overall after the squats it it kind of fell into place as, as we thought it would but in the squats Amanda Brown took the squat record with a seven or sorry, a 275.5 kilo total uh, squat. And this is the same squat that barely eluded her previously when she had a bit of a stumble at the top and she wanted it, came to the U S raw nationals, took it. And then the returning champ midway through the squat yells out, this is my record. And she didn't need it. She didn't need to chip. She didn't need to go for that record on a third attempt. She could have just bypassed it and decided, I'm not going to go. I, why, why possibly miss my third and extend on my third squat? I could play it safe. I should have my total, piece my total together. I don't need this to take the US national title and then punch my ticket to Sweden at the world championships. But I love that she rose to the occasion and decided, this is my record. If this is the battle, I'm not shying away from it. And um, fellas, what did you think?
2: I told you, man. I told you. You piss off, Monika. <laughs> she got fired up. Like, Amanda was close to hitting that squat earlier this year. And it just it fired her up, man. She came out and she was firing on all cylinders. And, like, I guarantee she had no plans whatsoever of squatting, what was it, 276 on, the, on uh, at Nationals, right? But – you know, she, she, her opener flew her second flu. Then Amanda chips the record. She's like, fuck it. Let's go, man. <laughs> and, uh, and I've been there. I've been there in the coach's box for her before. Arian's been there in the coach's box when she hits that big weight, man, you look out cause she's coming at you and she's going to tackle your ass, man. <laughs> uh, I've seen, um, Mar- Marty, uh, has a ego ego. Is that his name? Yeah, I've seen her like completely take him out at the Arnold before. Like, um, yeah, she she gets fired up, man. And it, it was it was really good to see like Bonica back, right? Like you, we've seen her kind of like hitting, a, you know, a good total, hitting a good total, enough to win, enough to win. But this was like, what, what was it, 2018 at um, the Arnold, or the um, in Canada, right, Arian? When she like hit all the world records, all three of them, all four of them. Yeah. Like the perfect day, man. This was, that was like this Bonica again, just back and firing on all cylinders. It was good. The queen is back. It, no, I,
0: I agree that look at well, this. She never left. She never no, left. No, but right? in terms of the fire, <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, like yeah. what you're saying with, well, didn't she not, she didn't compete in 2020, right? Or am I wrong?
2: I thought she, she took didn't have to. Time.
0: Yeah. So she, that's what I mean. Still, the queen is back now. on the
2: throne, baby. Right. Right. <laughs> but uh,
0: <laughs> you know, she took time off and to come back when some other people are gaining ground and it it fires some of these competitors up, not everybody, but some people, you know, you sit on the sidelines, some people get some hype and you need that. That's what sports brings out of you, right? You like, somebody shows up and starts taking records that were yours. And you're like, this is, this is what I needed. I needed a little bit of a push. Um, So she, she takes the, well, she retains her her record Arian, what are your thoughts, sir?
1: Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a great squat battle. I mean, you, you knew what Amanda could do based on the local meet and she just lost her balance. So you knew she was going to come and try it again. Um, but Bonica wasn't posting her training. People had spoken to her, I guess, and, and she told, I guess, maybe she talked to friends and stuff and said her training is going well, but she didn't post anything. So you don't know what's coming. And then boom, that's what comes is she goes and chips it on top and yeah, yeah screaming my record. And the other thing is her bench was on point as well because her bench world record is at 151.5 and she did 155. So her and um, Alexis Jones, who got third place. They both did 155. So they both benched over the world record. And maybe this is a new trend. Bonica Delifted beltless. Sam Bo- Delis beltless. Joy Del- uh, Delis beltless. Catwell oh, Delis beltless. Tina Delis beltless. Maybe this is the new trend, baby.
0: Is Bonica going to Sweden? Do you guys know? Did she say, um, I would assume she was there last time.
1: I would assume I'm, she's I'm, going for both and getting titles for both and going to World Games after that. If I was her,
2: I would go to Sweden, then just chill out in Scandinavia for a couple of weeks and then go right over to Norway and just make a nice, like, month trip out of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I That's mean, I is that what she wants to do? Do you think it, it? I haven't, uh, oh, haven't
1: done I'm not no sure. Idea. <laughs> Some of us have jobs. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I well, assume...
0: exactly. It's tough.
1: I'll, I'll, I mean, also, I... just. No, I was going to say also just for Bonica, as far as like national titles, she's, she's right up there. So now Jen Thompson is still number one with nine, but Bonica is now number, is number two at eight and below her is Kimberly Wofford at seven and Marisa at five. So like, she's got a pretty solid lock on that second and you know, two more years, she's going to be the most raw national titles for the women's side. How many
0: world titles does Bonica have? She's
1: world titles. I don't know.
0: In, in, because she's got equipped as well so she's doubling up
1: and she's oh, yeah. done she's done the raw bench in texas i believe before oh, yeah. so
0: <laughs> but on the flip side um jen thompson's doubling up with bench and uh classic she doesn't do equipped though so that's where i don't know well, she does way. she
1: just does it raw and she wins the equipped bench she, <laughs> she, she, she won she won three national titles and and during one of them gino announced that that was her 50th national title
0: oh my god
1: and and she won um best lifter for two of them i believe because she won the the raw open and then the equipped and so uh, she won like five thousand dollars or whatever oh my god but yeah to answer
2: your question i mean for for bonica i'm guessing since it's a world games year for equipped worlds that that would be the main focus um just because i know she you know that's a huge, huge, huge thing in, in powerlifting for equip lifters is the, the world game. That's the biggest meat of the, you know, every four years for equip lifters. So I would assume that that would be her main focus, but, um, I would really hope that she is g- coming to Sweden also.
0: I think time-wise you could put it all off, but it, again, Arian was saying like, it depends on, can you get time off of work and the travel? Right, and, and then, um, I'm not sure what like the- <laughs> quarantine issues etc. so who knows. Logistically speaking, we'll see what happens. Um and then fellas, uh, I guess uh, we should also add Taylor Atwood best lifter obviously. Um and Amanda Lawrence takes the best lifter. And that concludes it fellas. Unless there's anything else because we we don't see internationally I don't think there's many threats out there worldwide in the 84 kilo plus either.
1: There's not many threats, but I mean, it's just worth noting at one, Amanda Martin now has the second biggest total net weight class with 638, but there's also a Russian at number three, Daria, who's a 20 year old at 630.5. So we'll see if she ends up going juniors or if she goes open, if they do come to worlds and then what kind of progress she makes. I mean, if you're at already at 630.5 at 20 years old, who knows, you know, in five or 10 years where her numbers could be at.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Something to look forward to in the future.
1: Yeah, I remember coaching against her
2: and um, in Sweden in 2019 with the juniors or sub juniors, whatever it was. And I was like, oh, okay, this woman is going to be, you know, give her a couple of years and she's going to be something for sure.
0: All right, fellas, well, that's that. There is the U.S. Raw Nationals recap. I think we we're pretty thorough. Hit every single weight class, hit the storylines, and even took a look ahead for IPF World Championships in Sweden. If much appreciated <laughs> yeah it'll happen it's going to happen much appreciated fellas it is freaking 12:30 on a saturday night <laughs> thank you for giving me your time much appreciated and uh, we'll talk shortly
2: right